wheelchair users do come up in, you know, TV programs and yeah. um, films and things, but it's often um, accompanied by a really like tragic or sad storyline. Yeah. And of course, that is some people's story, but it's not everyone's. Hello and welcome to Girls With Goals. I'm Neve Marr. I'm delighted to welcome my guests to studio today, Izzy and Alva Keane, the ladies behind Izzy Wheels. Welcome. Hi. Hi. I'm so delighted to have you on the show. Izzy, this is my first time meeting you. But Alva, we met uh, a good few months back at like a business networking event that we held. Yes here at her and I was so impressed with you and then Alva when we got back in touch I was like I can't believe it's taken us this long to have you on Girls With Goals so very excited to have you. Oh I'm excited. So excited. So we're going to talk about Izzy Wheels obviously and we're going to talk about the brand and the business and your lives and stuff but first off we are going to start with our game so it's called Six Words or Less so you have to describe yourself in six words or less and for any of our readers or listeners or viewers of the show now as well who may not know who you are. So who wants to go first? I'll go first. Go mind. on, Izzy, why not? <laughs> um, so the six words I chose um, are, my disability is my superpower. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love it when people choose a sentence. <laughs> Most people go for words, no. but my disability is my superpower. Wow. Yeah, so um, basically, everything I've always been about is um, showing people who don't, who are meeting me for the first time or don't have any um, previous knowledge of wheelchairs or disabilities that um, a disability isn't necessarily, you know, isn't necessarily a negative thing. Mm. Um, I don't want people to be afraid to approach the topic or approach me in general. Mm. And like my disability has taught me so much, so much. Um, about other people, about myself, and um, about the world around me. So, um, yeah, it's really um, given me a lot more than it's taken from me, really. So, yeah. yeah. I think it's one of those things as well. Like, it's interesting that you said that about making it really approachable, because I feel sometimes now, whether it's just an Irish thing or whether it's a cultural thing, but, you know, I think people are afraid of maybe saying the wrong thing. And with that, they just won't mention anything. And whereby it's really nice to hear you talk about it in that way, as in like you, you want to talk about it, you want to speak about it. It's not something that you're ashamed of or anything. And I think that really leads in nicely with Izzy Wheels, but we're going to let Alva do her six words and then we'll get back into it as well. Go on. Can I, you, I, was I, don't, hook. I don't know if you can top that though. But. I know. Um, so... I'm colourful, bubbly, hardworking, big sister. Love that. <laughs> Definitely colourful. Yeah. I really can't. Any, anybody who's listening to this episode as opposed to watching it, like the colours are just mesmerising, but that's kind of your thing, isn't it? Since I've been watching you guys, has it always been like that? Have you always been into incredible fashion and colour since a young age? We love colour. And what about your other siblings? Because you, you were telling me before, it's not just the two of you. Nope. So is it a, a colourful family? Um, not as much. I guess me and Izzy are definitely the most colourful. We're the oh, two yeah. youngest in the family and yeah. we've got um, a big brother and a big sister as well. 
Um, so yeah, we have another sister, Sinead. Um, she likes colour, but I think she likes more muted tones than we do. <laughs> I wouldn't call you as muted. <laughs> anyway, I was actually thinking, I knew that you were, I was going to wear pink pants today. And then I didn't, just because I didn't like the way they looked on That's me this fair. morning. But like, I just knew that you were going to come and smash me anyway, in terms, <laughs> in terms of the colour. So um, it didn't really matter. But um, yeah, so I want to talk a little bit about your upbringing and uh, growing up in Galway. Mm-hmm. because, you know, you said there about your disability, Izzy, and talking about it in a way that's that's not negative. And I think I've read articles and I've watched interviews that you guys have done about Izzy Wheels, the brand, which we're going to get onto. And one of the things, you know, is about the fact that you've always decorated your wheelchair and it's always been something that you felt proud of when it kind of reflected your personality. So, I mean, growing up with, with a disability, what what was that like? Did, did you ever feel like your wheelchair was a negative thing? So, um, yeah, growing up, I've always had so much respect and love for my wheelchair. It's enab- it enables me to do everything. Um, but one stumbling block I always came across um, from for as long as I can remember is um you know showing it as something positive to other people and that's because wheelchairs are so ugly and intimidating looking mm-hmm. so um yeah from when we were really little Alva used to um decorate my chair um you know for special occasions and straight away um on you know for like Christmas or anything uh, people would approach me completely different for those few days of the year. And it was just unreal. It, was, it made me so happy. But um, I always wanted a way for that to be able to be prolonged. And as soon as Izzy Wheels came along, like, that was, we had found the key and it was unreal. It all kind of started to make sense. Yeah. So literally, like, I think that's so fascinating that on those kind of special occasions, you decorated your wheels to to make it reflect your personality a little bit more. And instantly, people would come up to you and approach you and talk to you about the wheelchair, which, you know, like Alva, you said before, you know, it is a medical device and it, yeah. and it is there for a very important purpose uh, to enable people who, who aren't able to move around. And I mean, Obviously, Izzy Wheels started off as a college project for you. Isn't that where it came from? Yeah, so tell us a bit from. about the, the beginnings of it. Well, I guess the idea was always kind of there because, you know, I've always known, I've known Izzy since she was born and she's always been a wheelchair user. So I never saw her wheelchair as something that was negative. It was always like a really friendly object to me. Mm-hmm. And even when Izzy was really young and had like all different kind of, like these little kind of cars you get before you're strong enough to push a wheelchair. I just remember thinking they're so cool and so fun. And I've always seen a wheelchair as something like really positive and um, so was Izzy. So like that's always something that we celebrated. So that's why we love decorating it. So like Christmas lights or Halloween decorations or whatever time of the year it was that you could you know, turn your wheelchair into something that expressed time of the year or your personality. Mm. So that was always something that was there and we love doing it together. We've got loads of really funny photos of us. I saw on your website, there's a picture of you, I think you're around six. And I don't know whether you're at school or something like that, but I mean, it just looks like there's 
thousands of stickers on, <laughs> yeah. on the spokes. Yeah. And then it's the side by side with you at like 22, um, which is this beautiful design on the wheel. So it's something that's kind of always been there. But, yes. but obviously it wasn't a, a business at that point. It was just for the for you guys like, yeah, growing totally. up. And yeah. you know, Izzy Wheels never started off as something that we thought was going to become a business. Mm. So um, I went to NCAD. Um, and for our final year, we had a self-directed brief. Mm -hmm. So you could kind of do whatever you wanted. And there was like a whole range of different briefs you could, you could do um, as kind of like a starting point. And I came across this brief and it was to empower the lives of someone living with a long-term lifestyle-related health condition. And I thought of Izzy straight away. And I was like, it's a really good opportunity to dedicate a block of time to actually creating something to make the wheelchair look better or work better. Mm. So <laughs> we came up with all sorts of ideas at the beginning, like umbrellas and bags and kind of different accessories yeah. or different things to make the wheelchair work a bit better. But the most simple thing was the wheels yeah. because it was like a blank canvas. Yeah. So what I used to love was um, illustration um, was like my main thing um, and like making cartoons and I loved like building things so I used to love like pop-up books and stuff when I was younger yeah, and anything kind of tactile like that I loved that kind of stuff so <laughs> when we started out we made all these mad kind of wheels so we had like pop-up wheels where you could like pull a string and like they'd pop out like 3D <laughs> and then um, so we're the idea like Isabel could like go to a party and like pop the strings and like her wheels would pop out <laughs> Did you like that, Izzy? It was so cool. So extra. Yeah. Uh, so extra. Um, slightly impractical, yeah. but like I was waiting it. for that word to come <laughs> yeah. into it. Yeah. But again, but it maybe was, at the right time of year, maybe. like maybe around Halloween, that could <laughs> exactly. be pretty scary. Yeah. And the idea was not that it was going to be something that was sold. It was like something that we just loved and it was very us. Yeah. And then... Um, I started looking more and more into like the circle as a form and what you can do with the circle and kind of like cartoons and stuff. Mm. And we realized that the, the first type of cartoon was um, like a zoetrope. So it was like um, kind of stop motion. So mm -hmm. if you spin a circle around and you create things in different segments, you can actually have when something spins, it like moves like a cartoon. Yeah. So we built these wheels that worked like a cartoon. So when they spun, it'd be like horses would run or birds so would fly. Like yeah. Wow. So um, we got really <laughs> went down that path. <laughs> and I found out if you built like a ten-sided mirror and put it in the center and you looked in, that like yeah. So we so intricate. <laughs> so we went a bit mad, and um, it was really fun because yeah. basically doing it for those nine months in college, it gave us loads of time to experiment with that kind of stuff. Mm. And then college finished and it was kind of then where it was like, I was 22 um, I had kind of some business experience, but nothing really. But I knew we had this really great opportunity mm. because Izzy's friends were all contacting us wondering where they could get these designs. Yeah. So we just kind of decided why not just start selling them? So it was something that kind of, you know, obviously started as a passion project yeah. and a college project as well. Yeah. Um, and also something that you had kind of done yourselves since you were young in yeah. some kind of form. Um, but was it when you, when you noticed that this was almost an untapped market that you started to go, okay, mm. well, the business aspect of this mm. could actually be really affecting? Um, yeah, I guess like, I guess it was the response we got at the beginning because we set up a page called Izzy Wheels mm. on Instagram and it was all like really colourful and it was just very us, you know, because yeah. we're very colourful as people and that was really reflective in our Instagram. Um, and 
we had like the end of year show, everything was on display and we had like wheelchair in and like wheel covers suspended and someone from RT Nationwide came mm. and saw it and they were like, do you want to come on Nationwide? And we were like so spooked, weren't we? Because we were like TV. And, <laughs> and uh, we also didn't really know how many people watched Nationwide. A lot. A lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they like came to our house and um, filmed a piece there and then... It just kind of grew and grew. We got more and more messages from people wondering where they could buy them. Yeah. So um, that was the beginning of the kind of turning it from a project into a business where people would pay money to yeah. get these wheel covers. And your Instagram is, is it is so colourful. It's amazing. <laughs> if, if anybody hasn't been onto it, go onto it. Izzy Wheels on Instagram, you'll find it straight away. <laughs> and it has over 40,000 followers um, at the moment. I mean, Izzy, for you, because you were essentially the muse of, of this business, of this brand that started to really take off, was this... Was that a little bit scary for you? Were your family a little bit like, oh, well, you know, what if you don't want to be thrust into this spotlight? Or was that ever something that you kind of considered going, oh, this is going to be massive and I don't know if I'm prepared for it? Well, to be honest, I never thought of it from a negative perspective mm. um, at all. Um, you know, partly because I was... Work, I'm working with my sister, so yeah. I knew that like I wasn't going to be, you know, like taking advantage, taking advantage of, of obviously. Yeah. Um, but also because you know I knew that everything that was being, you know, the message that was being portrayed was completely me, yeah. so I wasn't being misrepresented at all. And thirdly, because um, I knew that we were representing um, uh, wheelchair users in a way that. I know um, so many people want to be represented and like hadn't been um, in the media before this. Mm. So um, like wheelchair users do um, come up in, you know, TV programs and yeah. um, films and things, but it's often um, accompanied by a really like um, tragic or sad storyline. Yeah. And of course that is some people's story, but it's not everyone's, it's not mine. Mm. And it's not a lot of the people who I know. So I kind of wanted to be able to show, you know, um, disability from a different perspective. Yeah. And yeah, it, it's so much fun. Loved it from the very beginning and still absolutely love Bring it. Bring on more of the fame. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I mean, what I love about what I love about Izzy Wheels as well is that you guys have spokespeople. And I thought, well, I loved that. So I'm a terrible woman when it comes to um, like spelling mistakes and stuff like that. Like they just, they, they jump out of me. It's like when you're looking at a page and you see something burning in red. So I was like, oh my God, they have a, they have an error. And then I went, no, it's spokespeople. I get it because of wheelchairs. Took me a second. Um, but so that's like, that's people all over the world that yeah. are like sending you pictures of them with their Izzy wheels on. And I mean, that must be an incredible thing to see it kind of, take off in that way because I mean like it started with Nationwide but then I mean it went on to like I mean was it on GMA Good Morning America like Vogue I mean it's it, you guys have been all over the place with this so I mean how has that been in terms of 
the actual reaction to it? Because it also happened quite quickly, didn't it? Yeah, it happened really quickly. Um, much faster than we kind of expected. We're mm. prepared for at the beginning because this started off as, you know, we're like going to build it slowly. And I went and I did like an accelerated program with Enterprise Ireland. Mm. And it was like six months training in like, you know, marketing, finance, all those bits that we kind of, I didn't know so much about. So I was there, I made my business plan for the next three years and, you know, th things in the different steps. And then something crazy happened that we just couldn't have planned, which mm. was we had a video that went viral. Yeah. And it got three million views in a day and 16 million views in a week. And it just flipped our business plan on its head. <laughs> and it was just, um, yeah, it was really scary. Yeah. But like, obviously, like really positive, but it meant that, you know, suddenly we were getting all these orders from all over the world, which was terrifying because we'd only ever really sold a few of them in Ireland. And you and guys had to fill the orders oh, as well. Of course, Like yeah. you didn't have a workforce behind you no. at that time who were able <laughs> to like get into the factory yeah. type thing. Oh, so it was time. all ye. Yeah. It was us and our family and friends who'd, who'd kindly help out. And, <laughs> so um, get into the factory now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it was so it was a huge learning and everyone was like oh my god this is so amazing congratulations mm. and I was like freaking out I was like oh, what am I going to do and it's always like I'm famous like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great but it was like super stressful but like we learned so 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 much in yeah. that space time and we're able to ramp things up um, and you know produce more but also something that's been so important to us is keeping everything really personal mm. so getting a pair of wheel covers is it's a really personal gift mm -hmm. and a lot of people buy them as gifts yeah and we try to make that experience so personal so when someone orders a pair of izzy wheels they come hand wrapped with a note for me and izzy that's so nice and yeah it's lovely because people because of our brand people feel like they kind of know us so yeah. we want to keep that and because we want to know them as well yeah. and so often people write back to us with their story and they become our spokespeople yeah. so they Love share that. yeah <laughs> and they share their story with us and it's lovely seeing like um you know where they live and what kind of clothes they wear and like who they are yeah. because you know we're sisters and we're one story and we've got like one way of dressing but every single person who has a pair of these wheel covers have their own story. Yeah. So, you know, having our spokespeople of the week every week, it's been a really organic way of getting the word out there. Mm. And just, it just feels right to the brand and why we started it. And I want to talk a little bit about the design of the actual wheel covers as well, because um, there's so many and you have <laughs> designers that get involved with you as well, because yeah. Presumably when you started off, it was all kind of you. It was yeah. your cartoons and your mirrors and your pop-up things and everything <laughs> like this. Like you were the NCAD mm -hmm. wizard who was coming up with this. But you did bring in other yeah. designers. So what is that kind of element of it when it comes to that? And do the two of you collaborate when it comes to choosing the designs? And have you ever just gone, absolutely not, we don't agree on that whatsoever? Um, so Alf has always been the um, more artistic one, but the fact that we are sisters and it did start off, you know, as a brand, very luckily for me, uh, that was like designed kind of with me so much in mind. Yeah. Like she knows so much what I like anyway. Um, so I leave the creative <laughs> part to her and I... 
get to reap the benefits. Yeah. <laughs> and you trust her, of course. I That's do. a very important I do. thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so talk us through the design elements of it then and, and the, the different kind of designers that yeah. you get involved with. Yeah, because obviously there was, there's a big jump from me designing them mm -hmm. to people we've worked with now. So we've worked with some really big brands. Um, so it was at the beginning again, um, it was just after I finished college and someone from the Irish Wheelchair Association contacted us and they were doing a fashion show and they were like, do you want to have some of your wheel covers in the fashion show? And I've been looking at these same designs for the past few months from college and I was yeah. just like, I need to make new designs. And there was going to be 10 wheelchairs in this fashion show mm -hmm. and I was like, I want to do 10 new designs. And everyone was like, you're going to be so burned out, you're not going to be able to create 10 designs. Um, and I was like, well, actually I might ask some other people to get involved. So I reached out to some people I knew from NCAD um, who were in my year, whose work I loved, or um, some of my old tutors as well, whose work I really admired. Yeah. And everyone who I asked was so, like, so delighted to do it and so eager to get involved. Because it's a really fun thing to design as well, mm. because it's a circle and it spins upside down. So yeah. it's really unusual. Um, so everyone said yes. And we had 10 different designers then for this first collection, all Irish designers. And it was with that collection that it went viral. So then, like, straight away, we had loads of other designers and brands writing to us, wondering could they get Can involved. They get involved yeah. So we now do two collections every year with around 10 different designers in each one. So we have, like, kind of a summer collection and a winter collection. Yeah. And the designers are from all over the world. So... Yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's busy as well. Like, I mean, in terms of creating a collection, like you kind of, you're talking about it and it's very similar, what I would imagine, to the, the pressures and the stress, which is on like the fashion industry, you know, mm. in terms of, and especially when there's that high demand for it as well. Yeah. So I'll go. Um, we are going to take a quick break now, but we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit more about the future of Izzy Wheels and what's coming next. And also I have to talk to you guys about Barbie um, mm -hmm. because I was just so fascinated by that. And mm -hmm. um, we're always looking for ways to highlight incredible women on the show. So we sent Denise Curtin out to meet Ashley Michalik. She is an aerialist performer touring the world at the moment. She also introduced us to the breathtakingly beautiful world of circus performers. I'm Ashley Michali and I'm an aerial dancer and co-creator of How to Square a Circle. Now I must go back to the very, very beginning with you because your profession is so cool and so interesting <laughs> yes. and one that loads of people want to know about. So how did you first originally get into this? Um, so I was in college and I was studying medieval history. Okay. Total nerd, like <laughs> absolute nerd. My specialty was actually medieval medical history. And I did, was doing my dissertation in my final year on the arrival of syphilis in Europe. Which is, yeah. yeah so, I'm like speechless. I'm like, <laughs> what, how do I inter like interject into this? <laughs> um, so basically big nerd. Um, but uh, I think it was in my third year, I was looking for a new fitness thing and pole fitness was taking off in Dublin. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll go and see. Don't know if I want to do all that sexy stuff. Um, and I went to a class and I loved it. Um, and I made loads of friends who are still um, part of the, that world and who are incredible, Lizette Kroll and Arlene Caffrey and um, people who started schools around that time uh, and brought sexy back. And yeah, it was, it was a really big movement that um, I got to see a tiny part of when I started. So I did that for about a year. Um, I was really enjoying it. Uh, and 
I had been told by one of my instructors that there was a festival in Letterkenny um, where you could learn circus. Like, they'd let you get on trapezes and fabric and hoops and you could actually play on them. And I didn't really believe her. I was like, no, it's not a thing. She's <laughs> made that up. Um, and about six months later, she sent me a screenshot or something from their website uh, of this festival. And she's like, look, it exists. You should go. And I was just finishing up my dissertation. I was about to go into final exams. And I was thinking, you know, actually, that would be something really good to look forward to. I asked all my poll friends if any of them wanted to come. Nobody did. Oh. And I almost didn't book it. And I went, no, do you know what? Back it. I'm going to book it. Um, and if you remember, big nerd. So I was also quite introverted and didn't like the idea of doing things on my own or not knowing anybody. But I was like, no, I'm going to do this. Um, so I went up to Letterkenny for a week and it was exactly like she said. My first day, I walk into a theatre, just like this one, and there's stuff hanging just like here. Um, and someone says, OK, up you get. I was like, no way. I'm like, up on like oh. I was beyond excited yeah. to try it. Um, and I spent a whole week there and my biggest regret was that I hadn't booked the two weeks that the whole festival runs for. I'd only booked the first week and I had to go home knowing that everyone was still there for another week and learning and playing. And um, from that moment, I was absolutely hooked. Like I, I wanted to be up in the air all the time. So people I met at the festival were putting together a show uh, for Drogheda Arts Festival the following year. So I think about three months after the festival, they said like, uh, we and at the time there was just nobody else doing it in Ireland so even though I'd only done one week they wanted me to come and help them with the show and be part of it and together the four of us learnt Ariel and um, like we kept learning this kind of stuff we found um, a gym where we could hang the equipment and we were teaching ourselves which I don't recommend <laughs> really I, was just saying, I was like did you bring in a teacher I was but like we, um, we had the people who taught and organized the festival they're called Fidget Feet and they, uh, they're a touring circus company around Ireland, um, very similar like, to the kind of work that we do now where um, the shows are created for theatre and they're a mixture of circus and dance. So it's not like traditional circus, um, which is intense and, and moves around a lot. Well, we, we do move around a lot, um, but we're going from theatre to theatre. Uh, they gave us so much um, support and information as to how to safely learn. And anytime they were available, they would come and teach us. Okay, um, but they were constantly on the move. Was they it? So were it was constantly hard to busy get them. working. Yeah, like it was really hard to to get them. So then, after after doing that show uh, with those people, uh, I I knew that this was something I couldn't just stop doing, and I it was like I didn't allow myself to dream that it could be my career, but it was definitely. Um, oh, it's actually it's funny. It's I didn't have it as a goal. Okay but I wanted it. So it, I never, I should have set it as a goal, but I thought it was too high to reach for and I thought I'd never get there. So I never set it as a goal. And I think I was just really lucky to be in a place where I was able to get support from so many people. And I was able to spend the time, I was working in a cafe that I'd been in for years. So they, me taking time off was okay because um, I'd kind of become integral to training in new people and things, they couldn't really fire me. <laughs> so I had this freedom as well that I could go off and learn things. Um, and I didn't actually realize what my goals were until the day I achieved them, which was a year and a half ago. I auditioned for Cirque du Soleil and I got through into their books. And at the end of the audition, they take a video of you and ask you uh, a couple of questions. It's for like the casting directors to see your personality after seeing all the skills. And they asked me, um, 
what what's your goal in life in circus and I realized I was like to be standing right here this is what I wanted and I never wanted to admit to anybody or even myself that I wanted to get this far you'd I probably be afraid of defeat as Completely. well you know? yeah I was like oh that's like that's so overconfident to think that I could ever make that um but I, I did and I was so proud of myself in that moment um so yeah I'd never set out in the first place to make it a career it just it happened but I was also determined to be the just the best I could be at it. Yeah. And then, like you were saying, that there wasn't many people doing what you were doing at the time. So when it comes to forging your own career, is it difficult to try and book jobs or to try and figure out what it is you wanted to do? What's, what's the next step then in thinking, okay, if I'm going to do this full time, like mm -hmm. I have to obviously fill my calendar. How did you go yeah. about that? Um, so one of the places I was really lucky with support was Fidget Feet. Um, because once we made that first show, Fidget Feet came and watched it. Um, and Chantal McCormick, who's um, the director, she, she came up to me, I remember, on that night and she was like, we want to work with you. And I was like, oh, no way. Uh, and so the next time she had a gap for a performer, she rang me and I got to perform for them. I did like a tall ships gig and I was a mermaid up in like the masts of this tall ship. And then they didn't contact me for six months. And I was like, oh, I've ruined it. Then oh, I've, I've made such a mess of it. Like they hate me. Um, but actually they just didn't have any work for me. And they contacted me again and I got to do more work, this time teaching. And then, then they cast me in uh, a kids show that they were just creating. So I got to be part of the, cre right from the creation all the way to the show being finished, premiered. And then we took it on tour, uh, I think two, two or three consecutive years over, over time. Um, and in that time, I was in more and more of their shows until uh, I've become a principal cast member really of their company. Uh, and it, it was so it was gradual and if they hadn't existed it would have been impossible to mm -hmm. to forge a career because there's no market for it and especially when i started there was no market for um having it at parties and things or if there was people would assume you can't get that in ireland you'll have to get people from the uk or france or germany to come over and perform the fabric and all that kind of thing um it's only been in the past few years that like friends of mine that have started their own companies, started their own schools and have um, started to sell that kind of stuff and people are realizing Irish talent can fill those jobs. Like there's so much talent here now. Yeah, because when you were saying to me about circus performance and stuff, naturally I thought of the big tent and you know, yeah. like the circus that people, that runs into town and you know, everyone sees the tent and then they bring their kids along yeah. and so on yeah. and so forth. So are you kind of trying to change the way that people see it, that there's, that there's other avenues? Or yeah, like that circus is really broad. It's as broad as theatre. So like you can have a family fun theatre show. Like it's like a difference between a panto, uh, a dance show and a Beckett play. Like they're so different, but they're all theatre. Um, and circus can be the same kind of, you can get the same kind of versatility in circus. Um, so traditional circus is what most people think of when they think of it, and they think of it traveling in a tent. And usually the performances are um, one performance at a time, so they're not linked. Um, and they're usually really based on skill. The, the point of the performance is to show off how incredible the performers are, which they are. Um, but what we do, or what I do as a performer, it's a little bit of a mixture of different things. Um, I really enjoy telling a story with movement. Um, so it's a mix, and dance does that so well. Uh, and the company Fidget Feet, all of the other performers, including Chantal, the director, they're all dancers. So they've taught me so much about how to move and how to tell stories with your body. Um, and that's why that kind of, the genre that I would call myself as an aerial dancer, um, because it mixes the two things.
and brings brings like dance narrative up into the air. And because it's such a new thing, how do you think it's been portrayed in Ireland so far? How are people when you tell them that you know you're an aerialist and a performer? How do they take that in? Usually they think of the circus tent. Yeah. And then they'll say something like, "Oh, like like Cirque du Soleil." Okay. And that's another reference point that most people would have. Um, and so it, you're sort of like, "Yeah." Yes, but no, we don't have the amazing sets that they do or the huge fly systems that they can have. Um, and the level of scale in Cirque du Soleil would be amongst the highest in the world for circus performers. Um, whereas you can kind of, on, it's like a weird way to judge skill, but it's like um, like competitive gymnastic level skill. Okay. Um, rather than their skill in telling stories would not quite be as strong depending on the shows and things like that. Um, but yeah, people can latch on, like people know that, uh, but trying to explain exactly what, say, our show, How to Square a Circle, is like is almost impossible without getting people to come and see it. Yeah. And then I think once you sit down, it makes sense. It, it, uh, or at least that's what one of the main premises behind the show is that both myself and Ronan Brady, who's the other co-creator, um, we both started late. I was 23 when I started. He was 24. Um, he comes from a small town in Roscommon. He played GAA for Roscommon County. He's like your average man, and I'd be your average woman. Um, and we're not like when you when I used to go see the circus, it was like watching magical pixies doing incredible. Like these people aren't real. They can't be, or they're born into it, and that's they're just born with this talent and the family around them. They learn from when they're three, and that's why they can do all of this. But actually, anyone can do it that anyone has the capacity to do this kind of thing. And I find particularly for women, it's such an empowering um, career to have. And it's, it's dominated by women. This industry is completely dominated, especially in Ireland, which is great. Most of the companies are run by women here. And if they're not run by women, it's, it's co between a man and a woman. As far as I know, there's only one company run solely by male. But um, briefly tell me about the Cirque du Soleil experience though, because Ronan, your dance partner, he was telling me that uh, you went for it a couple of times, did you? Yeah, so um, I've gotten a couple of job offers from them, I think okay. is what you were saying, uh, which has been amazing. So I, I got, um, I did their audition a year and a half ago and got through and I was I was just in shock about it. It's such a strange, it's such a strange world to be in from like one minute you're um, studying history in college and the next minute you're like sliding into splits and sweating and hoping that your splits are good enough for, to get like a 10 grade for the next part of the audition. Um, but uh, after that I started getting offers from them. But uh, it was when Ronan and I had started to develop How to Square a Circle and I didn't want to leave. Um, and I also feel like the circus industry in Ireland is just starting to blossom completely. So it started in 2005 is when Fidget Feet started. And when they started, the Arts Council had no funding streams for circus at all. You had to apply either through dance or theatre, but circus was considered neither. So there was no funding available. And uh, Chantal campaigned and campaigned until they started to slowly introduce circus-specific funding uh, and for street art and spectacle as well. Um, and that's now developed to a point where the Arts Council can um, give us enough funding to make shows like this. It's currently about uh, a quarter of what theatre could get okay. for making shows, so we still have to make do with a quarter less, even though a lot of the paraphernalia that we require to hang our equipment is really expensive. Mm -hmm. um, but it means that it's, it's starting to support a whole new network of aerialists. 
um, who are starting to make their own work. And I really wanted to be part of that. I didn't want to leave. Um, and although working for Cirque du Soleil was a dream of mine, um, it's not, when you learn, when I learn more about it, it's not as, it, I don't think it's going to feed me as much as this work does because I get to create my own work and, and speak my own truth in these shows. Um, and same working with Fidget Feet, I'm given so much creative control over how I want to move and how I want to, to create and be on stage. But uh, with shows like Cirque, um, you just slot it into a, a position and you cop you, you doing this solo um, for two years and that's your contract. So it's the same thing every day. And I suppose that's such a big global show that, you know, like they have to make it run almost like a machine. And it well, is. Yeah. 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 It well, is. It's a wonderful like yeah. company, but it's uh, it's really different from running your own company. And I'd say very different from the work you want to do in a small country, you know, yeah. compared to like the massive scale that they run on. But yeah. like that, different things suit everyone. And I think what you have here is definitely amazing. So do tell me about how to square circle. I'm actually dying to hear about this. So I'm so proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's Norm been doing phenomenal. It Absolutely has. That's great. what. Yeah. So normally I'm. Like uh, Ronan was actually telling me before, he was like, oh, you're doing the podcast. Make sure to big yourself up. Like, <laughs> sure, he's the one that emailed us I first. Know, yeah, he's he's so, he's like, and he's really good at speaking like, truthfully about things like mm -hmm. that. But I get really, I'm already like, I'm like, oh, I get really embarrassed. <laughs> so even to say I'm proud of the show is, is a big thing for me to say, because normally I'd be like, oh, it's all right. Like, we yeah. did okay. But I am really proud of it. Um, we, so yeah, we just did a run in Dublin Fringe Festival and we sold out every show and then we won um, the London Launchpad Award as well. So we get to bring the show to London into the um, English National Ballet's new theatre. So we are so excited about that. Absolutely phenomenal. Thank you so much uh, for that, Denise and Ashling as well. We'll put all the details um, about where you can go and check out her show in the description box. Um, Denise did amazingly well. She uh, is fantastic at The Mermaid, so um, she's going to give out to me for that one. So we're back with <laughs> Izzy and with Alva Keen of <laughs> Izzy Wheels. Um, so I wanted to ask a little bit about this Barbie collection that you did, because I saw a lot of press on it at the time. So how did that collaboration come about? Well, first off, actually, <laughs> did you guys like Barbies when you were growing up? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we loved Barbies. Big Barbie fans. Huge Barbie fans. Wow. I wasn't really into Barbie. Actually. Oh, really? Oh, no, we no, love Barbie. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, we really liked Barbie. So it was just, yeah, we couldn't believe it when it happened. So we basically just got an email from Barbie.com. Okay. And I thought, you know, it was something I was like subscribed to because that <laughs> okay. would so be something I would be to their newsletter. And, you know, they're telling us that they were launching this new Barbie who was mm. going to be more inclusive. And would we be interested in in working with them on something? Okay. And so it was kind of so you were intrigued. Away. They didn't give much away. No. No, I kind of thought they were going to send us a Barbie, you know, as a gift or for our Instagram or something. Yeah. And um, because we actually had a wheelchair Barbie, um, who, so she was a gift from our brother Evan, um, because they had, they used to have a wheelchair Barbie, but she was discontinued like in like nineteen ninety seven. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So um, Evan got us a present. Uh, for Christmas and it was like he got a like it was like a vintage Barbie and like he was really, it was really hard to find it and as well soon as I got I like opened it out of the box and like put it on my desk and he was like because <gasps> he was in a oh box for years but anyways so that was on our desk and we used to use it kind of for like Instagram like make little mini wheels for her yeah. but just I was kind of like you know we just thought it was kind of cool but then Barbie were relaunching a new wheelchair Barbie and this mm. uh, wheelchair is going to be much more modern and 
so yeah, I just thought they were going to give us like a new bar before our desk. And they were like, Can we, do you want to arrange a call? And I was like, maybe we'll get invited to like a Barbie party or something. Like we're getting really excited now. <laughs> I was and then, yeah. so excited. And then they were like, um, they were like, yeah, like we love what you do. Like we love what you represent. Yeah. Do you want to like work with us in launching this new Barbie and do a, a Barbie collection? And it was just like the craziest thing ever. You can believe it. Yeah. Because just like one of the biggest brands in the world, even to be noticed by them, was just like so amazing. So we were working with them for a good few months before we were allowed to talk about it or anything. Right, okay. Um, so that was really hard because we were really bad at keeping secrets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you must have told some people, though. Yeah, some people. Friends are like, <laughs> quite a few. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As long as they weren't going to, like, Instagram about yeah, it or anything like that. I think, yeah. 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 But also, you know, when you tell people something's going to happen and then it doesn't happen, right? Yeah. Really silly, but yeah. it actually did happen, which is good. Um, so, so yeah, we worked with them on four different um, designs and they came in uh, full size, which Izzy's wearing one of them. And then, like, little mini ones for Barbie oh, so that's the as Barbie well. one. That's yeah. Out. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh, so look, it's Barbie. Izzy by Barbie. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> that is so cool. Thank you. It's cool as well because I think... And then they come on, like, the, in the, the actual dolls, too. too. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah, it's cool. So that was a lot of fun because, um, yeah, it was nice to, like, collaborate with the brand because for us, it's, like, we choose the designers we work with and the photographers, and this was just, like, a whole mm. different learning experience for us as well. Yeah. Um, it was good. We learned loads. But it's also one of those things as well, like Barbie, like you said, it's such a massive brand. Yeah. But at the same time, like, for them to kind of be coming around to something like this, like what you were talking about earlier, Izzy, about, you know, sometimes people having a negative reaction to your wheelchair. If Barbie is coming on board and kind of, you know, having these dolls with Izzy wheels on them, that's going to give young wheelchair users a completely different mm you know, relationship with their chair. And it might also give other people different relationships because of that. So, like, yeah. it's good. And Barbie, Definitely. to be fair, like, you know, obviously it's it's an amazing brand, but, like, it has gotten in trouble before mm. in the past about yeah. Yeah. what it is that it's portraying as a woman for so yeah. many young yeah. girls. You know, the whole, like, being on your tippy toes and yeah. Yeah. only being a nurse and all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, like, yeah. it's good to see them... Doing different things. Definitely. Yeah. 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 So um, something I'm, I think is so important is teaching um, kids from a young age, um, whether they have disabilities themselves or be able-bodied, about disability and mm -hmm. normalising it. Um, so you know, obviously Barbie as a brand is so iconic. Mm. So it's such a powerful way to be able to um, teach children about a disability in a positive way yeah. and, you know, make it something like cool and like not scary. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, um, I, you know, we often laugh about it um, when I'm out and about and, um, you know, uh, children are um, with their parents or whatever in, say, the supermarket and a kid shouts across the shop like, what's that? I want that, you know, about my chair. And, yeah. um, you know, the parents are like, oh, no, um, shh, don't, don't be rude. Yeah. And I, I like, really... Um, encourage the kids to say things like that and yeah. I'm like oh thank you so much and like I want um I don't want the parent or the child to feel awkward about mm. um about my wheelchair or um the topic mm. and 
um, I think it's really important um, through the use of like toys and dolls to teach kids about a disability, not to be afraid of it. And, you know, to ask questions and adults can ask questions too. So, yeah, and yeah. not to be afraid of maybe saying the wrong thing yeah. as well. Exactly. That's the thing because like I do think that there is that almost like, you know, you'd remember being young and like your parents mm. just like whatever mm. about pointing at something that you didn't understand or something and they just yank you yeah. and tug you <laughs> like, don't be doing that. But there's yeah. never any real explanation as yeah. to have I done something wrong or like maybe, you know, if it was someone yeah. like you, Izzy, like you would yeah. actually enjoy that conversation mm, yeah. of like tell me about your chair like they're exactly. drawn to these incredible colors and this design and they want to know more about it so that yeah. has to be a, a positive thing definitely you know? and how are they going to learn like I'd much rather um, a person you know a child or anyone in general learn about my disability from me rather than you know from a book or something medical because I can tell my story yeah. my way and uh, do you feel, because obviously it's an incredible thing that you guys are doing and the business is doing really well as well, but do you feel, Alva, that there's a sense of responsibility on you now, like what Izzy is talking about, just about, you know, it's almost like your your tagline that you have, I suppose, like if you can't stand up, stand out. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's so, it hits it on the, like it hits it literally on the head. It's a perfect way to describe what it is that you guys are doing. Um, but is there that sense of pressure to kind of, make sure that you know you're you're reaching the masses and yeah. you're getting across what it is that you're trying to do with the business because unlike a lot of businesses you know there is this beautiful thing that you're doing when it comes to mm. disabilities and and teaching people and bringing positivity yeah. to something that historically hasn't necessarily been positive mm. in Ireland you know oh yeah big time um yeah i guess because like this started off as something that we were just like a pat something that we're really passionate about and that we really cared about and because it kind of grew so quickly and then there was so many people looking at it like a huge number of our followers aren't wheelchair users mm. most of them aren't they're just people yeah. who love the designs so we do have a responsibility to use our platform to educate people about disability positivity and that it doesn't have to be something really clinical it can be something really positive mm. and um but yeah but like we feel really privileged that we do have that platform and that people are so supportive like it's it's really like yeah dream come true we love it I, I would say uh, Enterprise Ireland weren't expecting that you guys were going to go viral though I don't know whether <laughs> no. they would have like had that I think Enterprise Ireland are brilliant for what they yeah, do they for small great. businesses especially when they're starting out yeah. but like going viral like that I can just imagine <laughs> them just being like what well nobody knew what to do because like it was so scary because like every time I refresh my phone you'd have like a hundred new emails and like orders and questions and like I just like put my phone in flight mode and had to lie down I was so freaked out <laughs> sometimes when it's too oh. busy just take a nap it was terrifying yeah. <laughs> and also like I never set this up to expose us like we weren't ready for that yet really on a personal level in that people were suddenly like recognizing Izzy in yeah. the street because I set this up something really positive and I never wanted to like put Izzy in a vulnerable situation that every that people would know she was yeah it's grand in Galway you know but it would just be like <laughs> I don't know it was a bit freaky but um it's so funny because most people really want to be Instagram famous do you know what I mean like so it oh, many people want to just be famous yeah, online now yeah, and yeah, that yeah. happened for you guys pretty much overnight essentially with a viral <laughs> video and it was just purely accidental but even like 
looking back to the very beginning, like <laughs> me and Izzy entering the business world, we were such unexpected businesswomen, I think, just because like we stood out a lot when we went to events. Because, <laughs> you know, it'd be like dress code and it'd be like, you know, like smart casual and we'd be like, mm, sequence. Like, <laughs> and people would be like in their suits and like we'd be going to like pitches and stuff for yeah. things. And we just like, at the beginning, we're like, do we like go and buy a suit now? Yeah. I think, I just think like, what we had in our mind for like what's a business person and what's a businesswoman, which is totally wrong. Like, and was there any? Did you get any kind of backlash from the business world slightly about like coming in with this, not only a colourful idea but <laughs> physically being very colourful too? Well, I guess people probably thought we were a bit odd, but we kind of just like embraced that. We've always been a bit odd, but <laughs> we kind of like that. You know, I mean, people remember us then. Yeah. <laughs> And the business world have kind of accepted totally. what it is that you're doing. Yeah. We've even noticed like such a shift even from when we started to now, like there's mm. way more women at business events and people aren't afraid to wear a bit of colour yeah. and yeah, we really like it. <laughs> so speaking of business then, so, you know, what is the future of Izzy Wheels? So you are here full time in mm -hmm. Dublin and you're working, um, Alva. Izzy, you're back and forth because you're still studying in college. So what are you studying in college? Um, so I'm doing arts in NUIG, studying French politics and soci sorry, sociology. <laughs> Such a mouthful. <laughs> so you're busy. Yeah, um, it's so nice to have the two things going on. And um, yeah, so I'm part time with Izzy Wheels. So it's the best thing ever to have, you know, um, going on as well as college because it's so different, but it's so fun and it is like really, really good experience. And it's with my sister, so we just have great crack. Like, okay. yeah. <laughs> and then, what's it like for you then, Alva? Like full time working on the business, working on the brand. What's the future in terms of progression? Um, well, it's hard work. I guess I spent the first two years kind of learning the different areas of the business. Mm. Um, like the content creation is my favorite thing and what I'm strongest at. Um, so we do all our own content for our Instagram and our social channels. So we're purely online, we're e-commerce. Yeah. So everything is done online. Um, so that's what we love doing. Um, and then there's all the other parts of the business that we've learned about, but that we'd love to like grow our team. Mm. So there's only so much that we can do. So um, now that we kind of have a good understanding of all the different parts, we'd like to, yeah, grow our team and just creating more cool products yeah. um, and working with more and more big brands. So like we've worked with a whole range of different like illustrators and artists and that'll always be kind of at the core of what we do. Yeah. But working with brands is something that's, I was really cool because everyone, like say with Barbie, everyone knows Barbie. Mm -hmm. um, and working with more big brands just to get, you know, like disability is so overlooked in the fashion world, yeah. to get more disability representation in the fashion world. That's like super important to us. So yeah. that's why, you know, like being in Vogue, being in Cosmopolitan, mm -hmm. in Forbes, all those big publications that it's really important to have, as Izzy was saying, disability representation, but in a positive way. That's not yeah. like a tragic story or like an inspirational story. That's just normal people who are fashionable it's people. It's a story. It's what you guys yeah. are doing. Like you're making a business as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's something that you started off with because it's something that like affected you guys. Yeah, And totally. now you're growing it into, yeah. into something incredible. Um, well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you guys in. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I'm so excited to see 
where Izzy Wheels goes in the future. So I really appreciate it, Alva and Izzy, and all the information you can go and check out on izzywheels.com, that's the website, yes. and also on Instagram as well. You just have to look for Izzy Wheels and it comes up and uh, you can't miss it because it looks exactly like these guys. So uh, <laughs> it's very, very colorful. Ladies, thank you so much. Thank you so thank much. You.